Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters episode. Stephanie. Hey, hon. So we got a cool topic today, I think, and it's a common one. We talk about it a lot. We've probably done some version of this conversation, but it's really been showing up. You know, we launched our Mindset Matters. Uh, what do we call that? Workshop? What do we call that? It's well, three sessions live. Mindset Matters live. <laughs> with Patrick Mindset. and Steph. Yeah. And, uh, and then within the Real Estate Investment Network, we launched a program called Think Tank. And uh, in all of that, what we do is we have an onboarding process and we actually uh, really get into some of the weeds of what people have on their mind, where they are, then we can support them where they're going. So the goal always being enter the conversation where people are and then kind of bring them along for a, on a journey. And we often use a term, you often use a term, well, I use it too now, but it's called values to vision. Yeah. The context is, the, the context and the program's is called, value, yeah, values to vision. Yeah. yeah. So let me give that a little bit deeper context. You know, what we've learned over the years as coaches and working with many very accomplished people, we're always a little bit surprised by when you ask them what they're doing and what they got going on, you know, they've got their business, maybe they've got real estate, they're athletes, they're, they're in the doingness of their life and they're feeling like they're going around in circles, not achieving something. And then when you dig in a little bit deeper and you ask the question that stumps many of them, well, what are you working backwards from? Now, it seems so simple, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to buy a piece of real estate. Got it. We'll use that as an example. Okay. I want to take my business to the next level and make a million dollars a year or 10 million or 100 million, whatever. When you actually ask people, got it, understood, because we all have those goals, the question that we then would ask is, okay, but what do you want that to do for you? Mm-hmm. And what do you, how are you going to get there? Because that's actually not a goal. That's an outcome. And I think that's important as we break this whole conversation down. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, outcome is I want to make this much money or I want to have this kind of life or I want to have be married with children or whatever. Those are outcomes. Goals are stepping stones. Goals are stepping stones. And without those stepping stones and benchmarks, a goal is, you know, just basically, a, you know, it's just a you know, something, something. So I understand that. So goals in, in what you just described to me are the hows of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the checkpoints, but when I have a different conversation, this is where we are going to get to values. Cause this is, I think really important is when we sit and ask ourselves the question, what do we want our life to look like? What do we want it to be like? What do we want it to feel like? 
what is it we're trying to achieve? So why are we building a business to multi-million, million, whatever? Why are we building a real estate portfolio? Well, I want to make money. I want to make $10,000 a month and I want it to be passive income. Okay, great. Got it. Understood. That's a how. That's what's going to get you to what? And then it's crickets. And then it gets a little bit more crickety, <laughs> right? There's a little bit of stumbling around. Yeah, because we should. I should want a multi-million dollar business. Well, because that's what I grow up wanting or that's what my parents wanted for me. Or it sounds good. It sounds like my life will be easier. Well, those are not values-based conversations. So I think what you're trying to get to is when we're working with people and we ask them key questions around what they're doing, what they want, what they want their outcome to be, to bring it back to achievable chunks of actual, you know, fulfillment, for example, what we have to do is identify what's driving them and what they value and what it could look like based on how they want their life to feel. Exactly. So there is phases of life that we have. So if we ask a 30-year-old that question or a 35-year-old what they want their life to be about, look like, feel like, today is different than, for example, you and I, who are, you know, I'm older than that, older than that, (laughs) you know? And so we have a different view, like what we have worked towards. And along the way, of course, we want our life to be, to your point, we, what do we want from our life? Well, we want to have fulfillment. We want to be happy. We want to have joy. We want to have health, you know, so we're in it in that conversation, but how do we achieve that and stay in alignment with our values if we haven't considered what our values are. Or even know that they drive us, consciously or unconsciously. Consciously or unconsciously, we live our values. So... Oh, don't step over that. Say that again. Did you... I said... Consciously or unconsciously, unconsciously, our our values drive us. A hundred percent. So there's no mistake the kind of life that you have. It's values driven. You may just not be aware of the values that are driving you. Well, that goes back to there's no mistake in terms of the people that you have in your life. And... If they're not living your values or if you're like tired of hanging out with people, some certain people, they piss you off or they annoy you, they may just not be that it may not be that they align with your values and you just haven't spotted that or recognized that. So you're busy making them wrong. So we've had these conversations before where somebody else's values are not right or wrong. They're just different and they either align with your values or they don't, you know, and vice versa. You know, so for example, if you like to go out on weekends and party and have fun, and that's your idea of fun and nightclub, and every so often you'll go on a bender and you'll drink too much, whatever, and maybe that's your game and that's cool, but somebody else may go, no, that's not my idea of fun. My idea of fun is getting together, playing cards, nice quiet night, you know, maybe a glass of wine with a nice meal, and then go home. Well, yeah, well but those are two different... Yeah, but one's not right and one not, isn't no, wrong. That's the point. One's mm-hmm. not right and one's wrong. But under uh, identifying those values, so the person who likes to go clubbing is going to attract other people who like to go clubbing. And the opposite of that is true. Somebody who wants to be more intimate, more social, relational, direct, as in, I want to sit around and get to know you, have fun conversations and play some cards and a glass of wine and a great meal that's who they're going to attract. Mm-hmm. And depending on that level of awareness of those, that I- that is a value, is that the person that maybe was out clubbing for that last 10 years shifts. They maybe meet a significant other. All of a sudden... Well, we know ooh, that's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And, and they're still feeling pulled to that lifestyle or they're feeling judged because they no longer want to do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just phases of life and end uh, eras end, 
right? Era's end. And so, new ones open. Right. So that's just trying to give it all a little bit of a framework, a, a container, if you will, for I'm going to ask the question when we use the term or you use the term values to vision. Can you give us some insights into that? I can. You know, as a coach and part of, you know, helping people achieve their goals and 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 set measurable, achievable, you know, tangible, timely goals, for example, what happens is that they start going in that direction. They set a big goal and this mini crisis goes off in their head. It's like, I can't do that. I'm not good enough, strong enough, bold enough, tall enough, short enough, strong, whatever it is, I'm not enoughness shows up. It has to, because the minute you set an outcome or a goal and the goal is, okay, well, I need to do this in order for this to happen in order for me to win this or to get this deal. Those are the checkpoints. So those are goals. So the first thing I do is distinguish what is the vision what it is they want their life to feel like, not necessarily what they want it to look like. Vision, we get confused sometimes because we think it's what we can see. What does it look like? So what I try to do is say, okay, well, that is important. You need to be able to see yourself on the podium or see yourself receiving the key for that multifamily, or you need to be able to see that got it. But some people aren't visual, but most of us can feel if something's right or wrong or something's on or off. So when we're talking about vision, I want to work backwards from what is the outcome. What is the life vision that you want? And within that, there's seven areas of life. So the funny story, when we started doing the workshop with uh, John Martini in Houston, I think we were at a workshop and I was jet lagged. I had just gotten off the plane from Tokyo, I think. And we were in this workshop. It was seven days. I was exhausted. And he was talking about values and he was talking about vision. But I had kind of got them confused in my mind in that moment. And as I was doing some doodling and listening, because that's how I process, is I had written down V to V, V to V with the letter, with the number two. And I didn't, afterwards didn't know what it meant. But then as I was sort of meditating on it, and I realized is that what I was getting, even though I wasn't fully conscious with my jet lag, what I was hearing is that I don't know how people get to their vision if they don't know their values. So as Demartini breaks down in the seven areas of life, like we do, we have our own version of that with Shift and with Mindset Matters. The seven areas of life are, you know, what they are, mental, physical, emotional, uh, familial, social, financial, financial, vocational, and I don't know, whatever. I lost count. There's seven, There's, anyway. Yeah. Seven or nine, I don't You're know. Physical, there we go. There was the one that <laughs> oh, you were yeah, missing, physical. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that's low on my totem pole right now. But anyway, we have this seven areas of life or these pillars that we build our value system in. So those pillars or those those areas of life of building the context for your life, you have those, se- we all have those seven areas. So then it broke it down again and I went, well, how do I know what's important to me right now? Well, what do you mean? Like what's driving my decisions, for example, to get me to my vision? Because if I have this vision of what I want my life to feel like, yet I'm stuck because I, I'm just not motivated to get to the gym or I just don't have the finances. So in one of those pillars, there's going to be some clues. So then what I do is I break down further and I go, okay, well, what is driving me right now? Well, what's driving me right now is business, is contribution, it's, it's finances. That's currently what's driving me right now. So then I look at the financial pillar and go, okay, what are my values? You know, my values are right now, which are hilarious. Um, I, we did it the other night in Mindset Matters with our first, with our, our last group. And I had values that I'd never seen before. 
things like bonding. So I'm working on financial. So I'm, integrity um, is, a, is an interesting word, but it hasn't shown up for me for years. And what it was was about, okay, so underneath those seven areas of life or those pillars are certain words that are resonating with me at this point. And I'm making my decisions. Through, am I, sorry, question, am I making my decisions through those guiding values? So words like um, alignment, words like peace, world, uh, travel, there's certain things that were showing up for me. And I thought, okay, if I'm making my decisions through those words, those values, then it's much easier to, to tell the truth and speak the truth and then speak my vision into reality because I'm aligned with what's driving me right now. So the values to vision, the V to V part of that was working backwards from, well, yes, we all say we want to have a vision or we think we want to have this amazing life, but how do we do that? How do we break it down? So the work is to break it down. And for me, this is my work with my clients, seven areas of life. And then under that, I do every three months or so a guiding values exercise where we find out what is truly driving us and how the filters we're making our decisions through. So that's a long-winded way of saying a values conversation and a creating your life vision is work. You need to know who you are. And you need to know, you know, where you are currently, not who you used to be. Yeah, I used to do this and my hair used to be like that. And I was super hot in high school. Well, you know, you're not in high school anymore. So what do you value now? And that conversation, I feel, is the most important conversation when it comes to helping people determine their vision. You know, there's a there's a phrase that let me go off on a couple of little tangents here. First off, there's a phrase that says, you know, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the relationship with yourself. So understanding who you are and the relationship that you have with yourself is so important. It's why we get into these conversations about, are you looking in the mirror and going, oh, look at the bags under your eyes, look at you're too fat, look at your hairs to this, or your eye is crooked, or your nose is too big, or your ears are sticking out, whatever. Like those are the that kind of constant conversation that people can fall into. We can all fall in, we're human, right? So we can all fall into that self-criticism, but it also takes a lot of discipline to catch yourself and spin that around, right? And to actually change that conversation so that you have a different relationship with yourself mentally. Now, here's the thing about it. We are often mental beasts, right? We're in our heads, we're in that intellect, we're all alone, but we're more emotional beasts. Creativity and results is driven by emotion. Our values, so our values are driven by our emotion. You know, whether it's a relationship with a significant other, you know, a family that you create, uh, the the job that you love is an emotional driven. Those are all driven by emotions, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, you know, collapses of businesses, collapses of relationships, divorces are also driven by emotion, and so. Part of that emotion, whether it be the positive or the negative, is understanding where those values are. So the values that you can really embrace are the ones that fire you up. They're the emotion part of it that you get excited about. So if you're ever wondering about your values, when you are looking at values, what really lights you up? It goes back to, well, one of my highest values, I'm not speaking of me, but let's just say, if you're saying to yourself, well, one of my highest values is relationship. And when I get into a group of people or when I'm hanging out with somebody and we're 
you know, having great conversation, that lights me up. That's an emotional thing. And it really is in alignment with your value called a relationship. And then there are those things that, you know, if that isn't your highest value, it emotionally bumps it can drain you, up. you It can drain you. It can make you angry. It can make you anxious. It could go, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this. You know, then you know that you're not living that value. So if you're... Okay, so just put a pin in this. Don't step over this. So what if the feeling that you're getting, you're judging? See, this is what I'm going through with a client right now, is that she's having these experiences where she's lit up and she's loving what she's doing, but it doesn't serve her financially. It doesn't serve... It, there's not enough ego stroking in it. She's not getting enough profile. So there's all these things. So how do they know? Like, how do we know as human beings what lights us up? And then act on it and not judge it for it being, you know, it's like the starving artist syndrome. We talked a little bit about confirmation bias last time is that starving artist is a, is like a awkward um, definition of somebody who loves to do what they love to do, whether it's music or art or painting or create creating, right. But they don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't have a high value on using the gift or what they love to do and lights them up to make a living. But that's not true. They they have a high value on what they're doing to the degree that they don't care if they make money. The starving artist has an aspiration of making money, but they're not willing to give up what they love to do for the sake but of money. But what if they don't have to? Some do. Some do. What some, if they don't have to? What do you mean, what if they don't have to? I don't, I don't follow Get it. That. This is what I'm saying is that if something lights you up and you are an artist or you're creating something or you want something to be a certain way in your life, it doesn't mean music or art only. It's like, for me, I wanted to coach. I wanted to contribute, make a difference. So, but I was giving it away for free over lunch to girlfriends. And then when I stopped doing that and started charging, I lost friends. Mm-hmm. So with artists or whatever, if they don't have that need, or maybe they make money in other areas, and this is like a, a, 100%. a, a, a I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in the life of of how you want, how I want my life to feel is I would love to be able to contribute, help people, help people find their best life, determine what it is they want to do, create their values to vision, et cetera, and make a great living. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is that we forget sometimes that the things that we love and that, that we value, that we can also live in a world that costs money and make money at it. But understand that, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, we're going down a kind of a path that's a little odd. Because well, I'm just trying to connect values, um, values understand it, to, but, to the seven areas of life as well, right? Okay, but got it. So within the seven areas of life, you know, you've got to consider where that, what bucket that value fits in. And, you know, so certainly when you look at uh, some of the values that you might have, I would love to, you know, maybe I'd love to make a living, you know, being a downhill skier, but I, you know, you're not a very good skier. Well, I, that's the thing, (laughs) but but my point is one of my highest values can still be my hobby and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be to, of course. But what I'm saying is that if we're, if we're going to be in alignment truly, and we have one life, and as we've learned over the last little while, going through certain things is life is short. And if we have the opportunity to live our values and our values-based life allows us to make decisions in what we want to do in all seven areas of life. And I'm not saying that we can make money in all seven areas of life. Well, maybe we can, I don't know, in all of our values. But if I would rather have a values-based vision, knowing that what I love to do is supported and is giving me the ability to contribute and have a life that feels abundant and prosperous and joyful. So the values that I'm talking about are, are they in alignment and the decisions that you're making, are they bringing you closer to your vision? 
or they've taken you away from their vision. How many times have I seen people spend 22 and a half hours a day doing what they hate and then giving themselves an hour and a half or, you know, to do what they love and then get up the day and uh, the next day and do it again. And they, Mm -hmm. and they hate their life. Mm -hmm. So what I'm suggesting is what if we do a values evaluation, we flip it, start to align with and help people align with what they love to do and see if they can then find a way, a a swim lane to make money doing that, if that's what they want to do, or to at least not go to bed pissed off because they spent all this time doing what they have to do to survive instead of to thrive. Well, uh, That's values to vision, man. Okay. You asked. uh, Well, no, I get it, but I'm trying to follow the plot. (laughs) So... You know, I understand that living a values-based life is far more fulfilling, far easier from a decision-making process than not understanding your values or actually not even uh, being aware that you're living in a set of values that you're not aware of, right? That's a, a big blind spot. That's a huge blind spot. For many people, right? So because they're always going for one fundamental thing, to your point of your client, if you're that person that likes to have your ego stroked and that you love to hear people tell you how great you are, then you're going to make decisions based on that. If you're that person that is chasing money, you're going to make decisions based on that. You know, one of the things in business, but in relationship overall, is that when you have clarity around your values, you make different decisions around relationships. Because then what starts to happen is you you know you're compromising your values. For example, this is, a, I think, a pretty good example, is that if somebody is suggesting you do something, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll relate it to business. So for example, Somebody says to you, let's do this. We can do this deal. We can get this deal done with this other guy. Uh, If we don't disclose this, we're going to be able to put an extra 10K in our pocket. They'll never know the difference. We'll split the 10K. Ouch. Okay, but stop for a second, right? So it could be a totally legitimate deal. He says, well, listen, if the guy, you know, you snooze, you lose. It's not that it's not on paper. If he's not writing or if he's not reading the notes, then he deserves to lose or spend the extra 10 grand. Now, you can look at that in that moment and go, am I that person? Let's not even judge it as right or wrong. I can either be that person and go, yeah, I'm in. That makes total sense. You snooze, you lose. He didn't read the the fine print. Too bad for you. Or are you the person that goes, nah, that doesn't work for me. I'm just just happy to tell him, listen, you got to do this, you know, and save the 10 grand. That's a values conversation. So what would would that value be then? Uh, Honesty? Well, it could be honesty in your in your view of honesty, okay? It could be of being that person that wants to be the contribution, that wants to say, no, I'm here to support people's success. You know, it is Mm win-win. And the other person's going, no, I'm a hard ass. You know, it's like, whatever. It's the survival of the fittest, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they have a totally different view of the world. Is one wrong and one right? Not necessarily. If the person that's saying, well, no, Guess what? It's in the contract. He doesn't want to read the fine print or she doesn't want to, whatever the story is. Yeah. It's just an example. Uh, then guess what? They deserve. It's a $10,000 lesson to them. Oh, ouch. You know what's funny about that? But I hold still... it. Stop, 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 stop. Stop for a second. Let's finish that conversation. Okay. So then you make the call for your values, which is, no, I don't think that way. I think win-win. I want that person to have that 10 grand. We're making money on the deal anyways. We don't need to double dip. We don't need to run this guy through the ringer or this person through the ringer. And now here's where we compromise our values. 
Now you may go, and, and so you say that to the guy, go, no, I don't want to do it that way. He goes, come on. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You wimp. Right. So then it becomes about mm. the conversation about integrity. Right. So if your highest value is to support the success of somebody else, create win-win situations, you go, no, that doesn't work. Listen, I'll tell you what, I'll back off of this deal. You go do what you want to do, but I don't agree. You're not going to compromise your values. Or you then step out of integrity, you cross the line and you go, okay, got it. I'll do that too. When in your heart, emotionally, it's like, ah, feels like crap. So then you get your split of the 10 grand, you get five, the other guy gets five and you put that five grand in your jeans. And then, you know, you, you then are going to the bank or you're spending that five grand. And in those moments of time, you're connecting that five grand that you're spending on whatever you're spending it on to kind of taking somebody through the ringer. Yeah. You kind of rip somebody off possibly. Well, that's, that's what it feels like to you. Doesn't mean you did. Yep. But if your value is, is right, I don't operate it. that way. Mm-hmm. Because you're the only one that goes to bed with yourself at night, yes. you know, and you're the one that looking in the mirror. So if you can look in the mirror and still feel clear and that you're in alignment with yourself, then that's your value system. That's your value system. If you can't do it and you do it, then I call that an energy leak. Right. So, but let's but look at it from a, a, mm-hmm. a different perspective. The guy who says, no, he didn't read the fine print. You snooze, you lose, whatever the story is. He's a hard ass. He's probably really wealthy. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> Good point. And that's why people get a really shitty reputation and they say rich people are evil. Right? But well, okay, but then the, but they're not all evil. the people who say that yeah. aren't rich. <laughs> I know, right? right? But the thing is, that's where we've also been, I think, been naive in some ways. Oh, 100%. You know, is that you really do want other people to, to win. But ultimately, I don't think... That, that's how most people are really, they're so, not really wired. Yeah. So then whatever the values are, our values are on a different side of the equation. So yeah. So we could be naive. We could be, you know, uh, we've left too much money on the table, whatever the story is. But guess what? Having said that, we live an amazing life. Yeah, we do. We l- literally are living a life that we've intentionally created. I wouldn't change anything. No, nope, me either. You know, at any given day, I always use more money in the bank. You know, I have those, my story is the same as anybody else's, but I'm good. Yeah. We're good. And we live a great life. We have amazing relationships with people. So it's all to say this is that we don't fly around in private jets. Got it. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yet. That's all part of Yet. That was on another podcast. <laughs> Anyways, the, uh, but the, the, you, you follow what I'm saying? So yeah. when we have our values to vision, part of that vision is that I go to bed at night with a clear conscience. I have relationships with people that are powerful and that I feel fulfilled in, in supporting and, and having those relationships and know it doesn't always look like, you know, uh, a fairy tale story, but ultimately this is how I feel about it. So is that enough in a values to vision conversation? Yes, I think, but that's the conversation that most people don't have is they, they don't realize that there's, there's a layer to wanting certain things and wanting it in a certain time frame, et cetera, that you're going to bump into that chaos that happens in your mind or the, or the opportunity that looks like it's too good to be true because probably it, it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, but things will come up that you can filter those decisions through if you know your values. And I would rather, you know, be able to support people to win a, a, an Olympic medal or, um, 
you know, a, a do the deal of the lifetime or marry the person of their dreams, whatever, if they're aligned with their, their own values, and they're not having to compromise or give something up or, or live a life of, of, of just kind of halfway. So that's what values to vision means is that the, the on, on, on the other side of that, and the unfortunate part is that because it's hard work, and because you face yourself when you do this work and you bump into maybe some decisions you've made that you weren't in alignment with your values, then there's some unwinding to do or maybe some guilt and some shame that we have to kind of dust off and, and move through. But that's possible. Values to vision means it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be aligned with who you are. So you can look at yourself in the mirror, you can go to sleep at night, wake up the next morning and you know put your boots on and go back to work and, and be able to live with yourself. That goes back to what I said, you know, the most important relationship you have in your life is the relationship you have with yourself. And when you're living true to your values, you're making decisions from that place, it adds clarity, it makes the decisions that much easier. No, I don't do business that way. Uh, no, I'm not prepared to compromise this in my relationship. It's back to uh, conversations we've had in the past. One of our values is we don't gossip. And if we find ourselves going down that path, we stop it. And because one of our values is, and one of our stands is based on those values is that we don't gossip. We just don't. If somebody's not there to have the conversation, if we're talking about somebody, yes. then no, stop. stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. You know, I had a, a conversation recently with a client and she asked me about that. And she says, how do you, you know, how do you stand for your values? You know, because we joke about the other day is that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And, and that's not actually hundred percent true because we're also evolving beings. We're changing and growing and things come to a natural close or things come to a hard close and we have to open things up, but we have opportunities to look at things differently if we understand our values. If some, certain things are happening in my life, for example, a couple of years ago when my mom passed away, I end up having some issues with some family members. And what I realized, it's not that I didn't love them. It's just that our values were so contradictory that I couldn't, in order for me to stay in relationship, I had to be out of integrity with myself and my values. So it's not that I don't love them. I do. But we just are divergent when it comes to what matters. And it was in those moments of, of life, like a death, where I was faced with something and a decision that I had to make to actually walk away from a relationship that I'd had since the, since the day I was born. And it's not easy to do. And she said, well, how do you do that? And I said, you just do that. You don't do it. You walk away with love. You let go with grace. You forgive yourself and and see that there are, there's life on the other side of that. But many times what I'm unwinding with many people is that the fact that they've stayed and hung on to relationships that weren't working anymore in their values to make it easier for the other person or because they should. I find this a lot with blood family relationships. The shoulds are, are like, well, it's my dad or it's my this or it's my auntie or it's my cousin. I have to. It's my sister. I have to do this. Well, we don't pick our family. Oh, I know. <laughs> we but don't we, pick but our we family. we can pick our nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old oh joke. Do you remember that joke? Yeah, anyway, okay. anyway, but we can choose to pick our, our, our blood family if we are prepared to do the work. But sometimes we get so caught up in this tribe mentality that, that we don't look outside and say, okay, am I stuck here because I'm shooting all over myself? Like I should be in relationship. I have to sit here and take this abuse from this person, or I have to, because it's my so-and-so dot, dot, dot re relation. So that's where I really find a lot of the cool nuggets in, in the work that I do is to identify where we make decisions 
and where people make decisions based on the approval of their a their immediate blood family or the people that they the the church for example is a big one and when people are stretching and growing and they're moving out of those then it's like okay there's a gap between that particular value system and then the value system that I truly feel drawn to so the make wrong can happen personally the make wrong meaning like I can make making myself wrong because I shouldn't feel this way and then the onslaught of make wrong from other people when they see me moving away into an area that that maybe they maybe don't agree with or they're scared or maybe they're afraid for me but ultimately it's a very personal journey. So when I woke up that day with the V to V written in my scribbles, I realized that the values to vision conversation is one conversation. It goes backwards from vision to values, and then it goes forward from values to vision. And it's so simple of an equation if we can get to it. We let the emotion kind of overwhelm us because it is we are emotional beasts. And when we're living our values, it can be quite frightening, especially when we come to the realization that living those values might change our life and we don't want our life to change. We want a better life, but we don't want it to change. So, or they want, or everybody wants change, but they don't want to change. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> want to change. So they just want the result. So folks, you know, or when you're listening to this, really consider and ask yourself, have I got a clear vision. What do I want my life to look like and feel like? And then what am I working backwards from in terms of the doing this? And what are the values that I'm going to live into? And I'm going to live on a day-to-day basis that I'm going to honor who I am and what I see that I want in my life and not be made wrong for it. Don't make yourself wrong for it. And there is always I think some pressure that there is always some pressure goes with that because of the judgment. And, you know, we make decisions on what our friends and our family workmates might think, you know, ultimately. Yeah. When the truth is they're more worried about themselves. Yeah. Rarely are they thinking about us. They're happy to offer judgments or opinions, but truly if we really look at it and we're honoring our values, our life will be a reflection of that. A hundred percent. Our life is always a reflection of our values and the decisions we make to uh, live into those values. So Stephanie, thank you very much. I hope this has been helpful for you listening and uh, values to vision. Focus, be aware. Honestly, thanks for bringing this one up. This was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.